Amen. God bless you guys. Let's give Jesus a hand clap, not a human being. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We lift you up and we thank you for this day. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we choose to rejoice and be glad and to rejoice in you. We thank you for everything you're doing today in this place, in our life. We honor you today. We worship you. We praise you and we lift you up. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We are one in love. Yes. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap. Amen. We've been studying for the for um, for seven weeks the different phrases of Jesus, you know, on the cross, and we're studying up until Easter, which I believe is in six weeks. So we've been studying. Let's go to um, Luke twenty-three. So, so last week we spoke about, um, Father, forgive them for they not not what they do. We're going to go to verse 32. So in Luke chapter 23, verse 32, just to review a little bit, we're going over the things that Jesus said on the cross. And last week we spoke about verse 34 and Jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do God spoke about last week he spoke about forgiveness that we we need to forgive you know we need to be forgiving we need to be loving we need to be gentle we need to be caring and we we need to forgive and today God is extending that so let's go up verse 32 there were there were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death verse 32 and when they had come to the place called Calvary they were where they crucified him and the criminals one on the right and the other on the left and Jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do and they divide his garments and cast lots And we go on to see what happens. And then verse 39, then one of the criminals <coughs> who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, do not even fear, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So this is the second thing that we're seeing that Jesus says. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, you'll be with me in paradise. So Jesus is there. He's there with two, two thieves, right? And these two thieves represent Christianity, you know? It represents two different types of people two different attitudes, two different people. And it represents two different perspectives that people have. And the first perspective obviously is not the right perspective when we say he blasphemed because he took the cross and he didn't like what he was going through. But the second one said, Father, I want to be with you in paradise. You've done nothing, you know, you've done nothing wrong. 
There's no reason for you to be crucified. There was two different perspectives, two different perspectives on approaching situations in life. There are two different ways that you can approach life. There are two different ways that you can approach different circumstances and different situations in your life. There are different ways that you can approach and how you're going to see life and how, you know, when you're faced with different circumstances and different situations, how, what is your perspective going to be? How are you going to see things? How are you going to approach things? Are you choosing to be offended or are you choosing to, to look at your situation and say, you know what, as long as Jesus is with me, then I can overcome. As long as Jesus is with me, then I can accomplish and I can do great things. It, it's all about perspective. It's all about how you're going to see your life and how you're going to see, how you're going to feel, how you're going to know that Jesus has your back no matter what. And the first thief says, can you remember me and answer my prayer? And in verse 39, it says, one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you're the Christ, save yourself and us. You know, every time, you, every time we get offended, we crucify Jesus. Every single time. Every time we get moved. And I say we, you know, we're all all included in this but every time that we are moved by our circumstance or we are moved by a person or we are offended or we aren't trusting or we are not being loyal to, to, to Christ we're crucifying him we're crucifying him when our heart gets bitter when our heart gets turned and it's a, it's a perspective and the first man they were hanging on a cross they had every right to be angry but sometimes when, when we get taken to the cross when we get taken to situations we have to understand that it's just temporary that God is not going to keep us like this that he is not going to keep us in this position forever that he's going to love us through, that he's going to graduate us, and he's going to take us to the other side. And these two thieves, they were there with Jesus, an innocent man being crucified. And Jesus, in his worst agony, even evangelized on the cross. That is extremely overwhelming, that even on the cross, like we are an evangelistic church, and we tell people about Jesus. And if Jesus can do that hanging on the cross, we don't really have an excuse not to tell the world about him or not to care about people or not to care about his love. And this is not a message to correct you. This is just a message to adjust our perspective. Adjust our perspective so that we can approach Easter with such a celebration, you know, that we can approach Easter with such joy and, and a different change and a different perspective. That thought that the second thing that Jesus said was, You're gonna be with me in paradise. I mean, doesn't paradise sound so beautiful? Right? It's kind of cold. You gotta put the heat on. <laughs> And then when the worship starts, we'll lower the heat again. But, you know, we have, to, we have to have the right perspective. Our perspective 
has to change so that we can see the mind of Christ, so that we can see the provision of Christ. And we have to embrace the cross. We have to embrace the move of God. We have to embrace everything that we have going on in our life. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. That's, that's amazing, right? He cannot deny himself. That is so powerful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, okay? But he doesn't like to be denied. Don't deny him. We shall also reign with him. We cannot deny the power of God. We cannot deny our call. We cannot deny what Jesus has done on the cross. We have to embrace the cross. And we have to embrace everything that, that Jesus has done for us. We have to embrace the move of God. We can't allow our circumstances, we can't allow a situation that we've gone through to make us bitter or to make us turned off or to make us, I know that's easier said than done, but we have to graduate. We have to be healed. We have to be whole. We have to be redeemed. We have to be saved. We have to have a testimony. We're not a victim. We're a victor, you know? We're not a victim. We have victory. And it's okay to go through stuff, but if you're being crucified, take Jesus with you. If you're going to the cross and you're having a hard time, make sure Jesus is there. Don't deny him right there when he's saying, let me help you. Let me rescue you. Let me take you to the next level. Let me take you up a notch. Come with me. Yes, come up with me. Come. And there's two different perspectives you can take. You can say, no, thank you. This, you, you, you. You're kidding me. You're being crucified. Your, your, your life is a mess. You're supposed to be the son of God. And look at my life. And look at what I'm going through. And look what I went through as a child. And look what my mom went through as a child. I've had nothing but misery in my life. Or you can be the other cr criminal and say, you know what? My life is going to change. I want to be in heaven with you forever. I, no matter what I'm going through. I want to live a life with you, Christ, no matter what it takes. Paradise is beautiful. You know, you have to have the right perspective. You can't get upset and live life upset and offended. You got to shrug it off. You got to move on. And you got to know that man can't stop you. Man can't stop you. Circumstances can't stop you. Situations can't stop you. A pandemic can't stop you. A war can't stop a move of God. They crucified him, but he was risen. It was a statement. And when we don't believe, when we get moved, when we get offended, when we don't see the new season or the new move of God, you know, things happen, you wake up and you're like, whoa, what is happening, God? But you're in a ride with him. He's going to take you for a ride. If you say, you know what? We're going to be crucified together. I'm with you through this season. I'm with you, and we're going to go to paradise. 
We're not staying here. This is just a mere, a mere moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, can I get some water? This is just a mere, oh, it's behind me? Okay. This is just a mere moment in time. This is not going to last forever. Can we get an amen? Amen. God is going to be faithful to you. <clears throat> faithful to you. You might have a life of betrayal. Something happened in the past that's a reproach. You have some regrets. Take it to the cross. Pin it to the cross. Let it die at the cross. And Jesus is next to you. He's right there next to you. You can go to the cross offended with the wrong perspective, or you can go to the cross saying, take me to paradise. Take me out of this season, and I want to be in paradise with you. I don't care what's happening in my life. As long as I'm with you, then there's victory. I'm accepting this new season. I'm accepting this new moment. You know, we pray for change. We pray for God to move. We pray for God to do things. And he starts to do things. And then we're like, no, wait, don't do it. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. But God's like, my ways are not your ways. Let me do something. Let me shake things up. Let me help you. Let me show you the way. Let me show you the difference. Let me be the difference in your life. Let me give you a new season. Let me give you a new destiny. And no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on in your life, you know that I'm with you and I'm taking you to paradise. And there is a paradise. And the enemy wants you to be moved by circumstances. The enemy wants you to be moved by life. The enemy wants you to be offended and overwhelmed. And, and you could say that this man had a right to be overwhelmed because he was being crucified. He was a criminal, but he's next to Jesus. Could you imagine, of all the places, of all the times, his slot is next to Jesus, the Son of God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the miracle worker. If you're going to go through something, have Jesus with you, and you, you don't have to, amen. If you're going to get crucified for something, at least have Christ with you. Because then you're not being crucified. He covers you. He's next to you. He said, listen, you may endure this pain for a night. But joy comes in the morning. You know, we may be on this cross and they may be mocking us and they may be feeding us vinegar and making fun of us and, and putting thorns in our head and doing crazy things, doing all this nonsense. All these things may be happening to us, but we're not going to be here. We're going to go up. We're going to be eternal. We're going to have a new season. We're going to have a new moment. We're going to see something amazing and new in our life. And God's going to do something supernatural. Don't have any regrets. Don't regret serving God. Don't regret choosing a life with Christ. You know, this, <clears throat> this one thief, he sounded extremely bitter. Now, have you ever, uh, uh, that's a silly question, have you ever, because everyone has been around someone who's extremely negative and bitter. It's a drip, right? And you're like, oh God, here they're coming, they're coming. Oh God, they're coming. Oh God, they're coming. And sometimes you can't escape them because they're at, you're at work or they're next to you in the cubicle or something. 
Is the glass half full or the glass half empty? Is Jesus dead or is he alive? You know, approach Christianity, approach life knowing that there's an answer. Approach life knowing that there's a solution. Approach a crisis instead of, you know, that you're going to pray, that you're going to read, that you're going to worship, that you're going to call a friend, your cell group leader, your cell group, your pastor. You're going to call someone. You're not going to get upset. You're not going to get overwhelmed. You're not going to go and hide. You're not going to shrivel up. You're not going to get offended. You're not going to stay away because you're going to go to paradise when you choose to be with Christ. You're going to go to paradise when you choose to live on the other side. It's two different sides of the spectrum here. And you're going to choose to choose to walk with Christ. You're going to choose to live with the Redeemer. You're going to choose to accept him for who he is. And Christ's death was, death was just a moment. It was only a moment compared to a lifetime of paradise. And I'm, I'm not trying to make light of anything that anyone has gone through. Because there are people that have gone through horrible tragedies. But the Lord doesn't want you to stay in that tra tragedy. In um, Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Verse 41. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the, the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave you in one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. You did not know the time of your visitation. Why do we miss our time of visitation? Why do we miss our time of visitation? Why? Because we're in disbelief. Because we're offended. Because we're in our emotions. Because we're being moved by our circumstance. I've heard people, you know, get need a huge miracle need a huge miracle and they're so offended and so tormented and so bitter and I've been there too that they begin to lose their face faith and they lose their moment of visitation God wants to visit you every moment God wants to visit you every day God wants to visit you in every circumstance in every situation he wants to be there for you. You know, he wants to lift you up and, and strengthen you. He wants to help you and nurture you and be with you in every step and every direction of the way. And embrace the cross. Embrace it. Not It's not a reproach. And tell him you belong to him. That you don't belong to yourself. And that one The Lord doesn't want us to go through life bitter. And how do we get over this bitterness? How do we get over this resentment? How do we get over our anxiety? You know, we have to change our perspective. 
he had, this man had every right, right? Don't you think? As a human, he had every right to be offended or upset or angry or whatever he said. But there was someone right next to him on the other side that was in the same predicament with the same situation with a whole different attitude. How are we going to approach life? How are we going to approach our circumstances? How are we going to approach a new season? How are we going to approach whatever God, whatever agenda he has for us? And are we going to be grateful? Are we going to be happy and content? And not let our emotions take over. You know, a lot of times myself, when I feel like I'm going through something and I want to get overwhelmed and, and I start to think about the fruit of the Spirit, and I begin to think about where are my emotions leading me? Because a lot of times our emotions will lead us down paths, very dark paths. But Jesus said, I want to take you to paradise take you to a place where you don't have bad thoughts. I want to take you to a place where you can handle life's, the things that life throws at you. Where you can handle different circumstances and situations. Where you can handle my, my love and my touch. And that we need to embrace him. We need to embrace what he's doing. We need to embrace and our perspective in the way that we think, change our perspective in the way that we do things before we overreact, before we do something crazy or haste, before we make a decision, before we act in an outburst of wrath, <laughs> right? You get, anyone has ever gotten extremely angry and you just can't control that anger and you feel yourself raging all of a sudden? I mean, Try to control and allow yourself to get to Easter and to change your perspective and to change your thoughts and to change the way you feel, change the way you think. Because there's a Jesus who died for every emotion, who died for every fear. You know, they stuck those thorns in his head. They didn't have to stick thorns in his head. Why? Why did they stick thorns into his head? They beat him from head to toe and then stuck a crown of thorns to mock him and to make fun of him. He died and those thorns were in his head so you can have the mind of Christ. So your mind could be healed. So you could think whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is just, so that you don't have to have a sickness, so you don't have to have a mental illness, so you don't have to have anything crazy going on in your life. And he wants to do a new thing. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 
verse 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So the Lord wants to do a new thing. The Lord wants to do something so amazing and unbelievable in your life. Do you feel it? Do you know it that this season that God wants to do something for you? He wants to do something so incredible, so unbelievable. And he wants to do a new thing. He wants to, to move in your life like never before. You have to allow him. You have to embrace a new thing. You have to embrace a new way of going into circumstances, situation. You have to go into a new way of thinking. You have to go in with a new mindset. And sometimes that means new people, a new job new relationships, new things. Start something new. Start a new routine. Get yourself out of a rut. Get yourself away from people that are disloyal. Get away. Some people, sometimes we stay loyal to people because they're blood or we feel obligated or whatever. But there's a time sometimes when you break away from disloyal people that keep hurting you, that keep crucifying you. Nobody should crucify you. You should not let any circumstance or any person or any situation crucify you because Jesus was already crucified for you. So don't let any circumstance don't let any circumstance don't let any person don't let any thought don't let any offense don't let anything come in to crucify you. You know, you hang in there and you, you, you fight and you fight and you fight and you tell people, you know, you're not going to treat me like that. This situation is not going to be like this anymore in my life. I choose to live with Christ. I carry my cross and I follow him and I'm not going to allow people to, to overcome. I'm not going to allow people to overtake me. I'm not going to allow a relationship. I'm not going to allow my mind. I'm not going to allow my emotions. I'm not going to allow things and people and places to take me where I shouldn't be or I shouldn't think or I shouldn't go or I shouldn't feel because Jesus Christ was already crucified for me and I'm going to stand next to him and no matter what I go through I'm going to give it to him I'm going to give it to him I'm going to give it to him I'm going to hand it over to him just like that thief did amen just like that thief did he handed it over I mean, if any, if that was any time <laughs> to 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 really carry, you know, hand your burdens to Jesus, you're standing next to him, dying on the cross, and he was told, "You're gonna go to paradise. You're gonna go to paradise with me." And the other guy was like, "Please, you know, isn't that like you have like an angel on one shoulder?" And the devil on the other shoulder telling you like, oh, please, you're crazy. You're crazy. Life has never been good to us. I want to give you a miracle. I put you on the cross with Jesus so that you can have eternal life. Don't complain about the miracle that I've given you. Don't complain about the breakthrough that I'm giving you. 
see it. Don't see it as every situation like, oh, my God. You know, every time God changed a season in my life, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard. I said, no. No. Stop it. This is going to be good. And it was the biggest blessing. Amen. You could give Jesus a clap because that's not easy to do. <laughs> no. Oh, you're giving me a new career. Up. Oh, you're changing my house. Up. Oh, you know, you're doing a new season, a whole new thing. Up. Oh, it's the biggest blessing of your life because you're going to paradise. There's been times and situations where things have happened and I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. And I'm like, no. How can I think that or say that? I'm a Christian. I give my life to Jesus. I pray. I read my Bible by God's grace mercy. He has mercy in my life. Why would he doom me? He's setting me up for the biggest blessings of my life. Change your perspective. He's changing you. He's helping you. He's giving you the biggest blessing of your life. And if you're being crucified, you stand next to him and you hand it to him and say, I'm going to paradise. Take me to paradise with you. Because this eternal life is not good for me. And I want the blessings of God over my life. There is good in everything. God will turn any situation, any circumstance around. Let's go back, and we're almost done, to Luke 23. God will turn any circumstance. He'll turn any situation around. He'll do something great and amazing and marvelous in your life where a human being, or so, nobody can erase your destiny. You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, you took the good pill. You know, I don't know, is the blue pill or the red pill? I don't even remember. Which pill is, well, which pill is good? The gospel pill, okay. That would be Anthony, right? Okay. <laughs> you take the gospel pill, and you took the gospel, you took, you, you know, you took the good pill. You are on an advancement. You are on a different road. You know, it was like you were on this dark, dreary path. You were going down. There was tumbleweeds. You know, it was dark. It was no grass. Like in the cartoons, you see like the tumbleweed or in a movie, a cowboy movie. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. You take the gospel, you know, and you automatically have an advancement to a whole different road. A whole different destiny opens up. You cannot be doomed. You cannot. That's impossible. Oh, but it's dark. It's crazy. It's uncomfortable. Jesus is with you. Get back on the road. Talk to your mind. Nope. Don't think that. Stop yourself. Jump up and down. Spin around. Do cartwheels, but stop yourself from thinking that this is a bad season, that the God has forgotten you, that you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with you, the way you parent, that there's something wrong with your work ethic. It's a lie from the pit. And Jesus was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know what they, not what they do. And he said, you're coming with me to paradise. He evangelized on the cross. What excuse do we have not to preach the gospel? What excuse do we have not to tell someone that you sit with at work or that you see every day the same mailman at the mailbox or the coworker or somebody or somewhere or something, they should know your life. 
They should know who you are. Oh, that's not for me. You know, I'm not, I don't have the title evangelist. You have the title Christian. You have miracle living in your veins. Choose, choose, choose to fight. Choose to be who Christ has called you to be. So we'll go back there. We're almost done. Luke chapter 23. Verse 32, again. There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. Listen, you may be having a situation in your life where you feel like you're being led to death. Okay? Oh my God, this is death. Blech. You know, this job, this person, this circumstance, right? Oh, this relationship this body, this mind, this house being led to death. There's a really, and then you're like, well, it's not that bad, but oh, getting up and going to this job, ugh, these, whatever. You're going down the road to death. One of them died. The other one went to paradise. You have a choice. What road, what path do you want to take? What road, what path? You could wake up thinking that every day is death. Ugh. You can go to the cross, allow your situations to be crucified, and then resurrect with Christ. You can be going through death, carrying your cross, woe is me, every single day but you have Jesus with you. Change your perspective. Oh God, you know, this is one of the long suffering is the fruit of the spirit, Lord. Oh Lord, fruit of the spirit, long suffering, okay? But you're with me, help me. This is not an easy time. And listen, there will be times where you will go through trials and nobody's making fun of that. But the enemy wants you to stay there for years and decades and tell you that you are um, a, a widow forever, that you are broken forever, that you are damaged goods forever, that you are abused forever, that this is a statement forever and ever and ever. You're in prison. You'll no, you will never be used again. Your mind will never be the same. You'll be on medication for the rest of your life. You're abused forever. That's not true because you have paradise you have paradise with jesus and you can be healed you could be restored all of us here have gone through horrendous trials of abuse and different circumstances and different situations but we choose to arise we choose to shake it off we choose to break those shackles which we're going to sing right we're going to break every chain we're going to break the chains of depression we're going to break the chains of abuse and addiction we're going to jesus is going to break the chain that makes you think that you have to stay abused you have to stay a victim you're a victor you're in victory with jesus and you can overcome you don't have to be branded with that title forever. You can be happy. You can be joyful. You can get married again. You can be a millionaire. It's never too late for God to give you whatever you want. Don't let the enemy lie to you. You are, there are two criminals. They went with the same road. 
They went on the same road as Jesus. Come on the road with Jesus to paradise. Come on the road with Jesus to paradise. verse 36 the soldiers also mocked him coming and offering him sour wine and said if you are the king of the jews save yourself and an inscription was also written over him in letters of greek and latin this is the king of the jews then one of the criminals who hung blasphemed him and said if you are the christ save yourself In the Amplified, one of the criminals who had been hanged on the cross beside him kept hurling abuse at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us from death. So this man was mocking him. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, do not, do not even fear, do you not even fear God seeing you under the same condemnation? And it says, but the other one rebuked him. Do you not even fear God since you're under the same condemnation? <clears throat> In verse 99, then the, the, the one of them criminals who hung blaspheme him, threw hurls at him, threw accusations at him, mocked him, made fun of him the whole entire time. Don't mock Jesus. Don't mock what he's doing on the cross. Right next to him, he had someone mocking him and making fun of him and saying, oh, you're the son of God. What the heck are you doing up here? You're the son of God. What's, what, what, is, what, what do you make of your life? Save us and save others. And the other guy was like, don't you see who he is? He's the son of God. He's Jesus. Stop mocking him. He's done nothing wrong. Save me. Save my life. Help me. You can, you can mock the cross. You can mock Jesus. You can mock Christianity when you're not in faith, when you're offended, when you're overwhelmed, whatever. Choose. Change your perspective. Choose today to change your perspective and be like that one criminal. We're all criminals saved by grace. We've been saved by a redeemer. We've been saved by grace. And today we are led and today we are going to change our perspective. If you can stand to your feet, we're gonna sing a new song and we're gonna ask the Lord to change our perspective to change the way we think and to stop crucifying, stop mocking him, stop throwing accusations and hurling. Because this, this Jesus went through such a death for you so that you can change your perspective, so you can crucify your feelings, so you can crucify your thoughts, so you can crucify your health, you can crucify your finances. Whatever needs to be pinned to that cross, get ready for a breakthrough because by Easter, our perspective is going to be changed. Everything around us is changing. Come on, worship your Jesus this morning. Thank you for listening to Sunday Service. Please tune in every Monday for a message that is going to bless your life and the lives of those around you. Please follow us on all social media platforms at The Rock Church LI. God bless you and have a great day.